and welcome to the Golden Rob Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connie. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connie, how are you enjoying this heatwave? Oh, I am loving every single minute of it, mate. Uh, I was actually going to say, I apologize to our audience at home. If my if my end of sound quality isn't quite as good as it usually is, I have got a fan blowing on me full blast, and I, I'm not I'm not sorry about that. You know, it's it's too it's too bloody hot. No, it, it's it's a little bit overkill to be quite honest with you. Like, it's been nice when I've been outside in the sun, been lounging around, reading a book, like enjoying it. But when you are stuck in your office all day. And you've opened up all the windows and the doors, but your computer is on all day, pumping out heat left, right, and center. It becomes a little bit unbearable. I'm I'm feeling quite comfortable right now in the room. I can guarantee you by the end of the podcast, I'm going to be sweating bricks. Oh, I'm already there. I'm already there. <laughs> and the thing is, we're recording this for the first time before my other recording session where I am on camera. So I'm just going to have to, between sessions, just go and scrub my face of all the sweat that has fallen upon me. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. I sometimes I don't mind that. In, in, in that sounds really weird. Like when you're on, when you're outside, it's it's all right. It's like when you're outside in the sun, you're sweating a bit. It, it feels natural. It feels like I'm getting rid of like rubbish out of my. Well, system. that's the idea of it. Good. The breeze yeah. comes along and blows the yeah. sweat off your face, and it opens up the pores, and that's what cools you and down. And it's fine when you're indoors, though. <laughs> you just the most sat horrible. in it. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's horrible. Uh, your it's chair, nice. have you got a, a like an open back chair or have you got a hard leather no, chair? It's it's a hard leather. Ooh. At least it might be fake leather, to be quite honest with you. I'm not 100% sure. I think it's fake. It's one of the, um, uh, I want to say, uh, I don't know. I can't remember now. It's a chair. It's a chair. It's a chair. That's <laughs> all you need to know. <laughs> but it's not, this chair isn't actually that bad. It doesn't like stick to you or anything like, like that when it gets warm. So it's, it's a really nice chair, actually. I really like it. What, mm. what about you? What have you got? So I've got, um, I think, I think I even did a video on this chair. I love it to pieces. It's one of the ones I got oh. from Ikea. It's like pleather top and bottom, but it's got yeah. uh, an actual curved mesh back to it. So it's just slightly oh, okay. cooler on me, and I don't. As, oh, that's all right. Unlike I have had previously, I don't stick to this one. No. Okay. Right. Well, that that's yeah. That's the worst, isn't it? When you when you stick to it, like You're real. Just like, hang on, it. give me a sec. And you just feel it, like almost like ripping your skin. It's 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 never nice. Anyway, enough about chairs. This isn't a chair podcast. This is a Pokemon podcast. So this week. Connor came up with the amazing idea that we should discuss the future of the main. Pokemon games, yeah. Well, our hopes for it, what we might think could come out, with speculation, that kind of stuff. Mm. I don't mm. know. It's it's uh, we're running out of ideas quick and fast, aren't we? <laughs> we were, uh, uh, to break no, the fourth no, wall a little bit, we were we were we were really hoping there was going to be a trailer drop for Scarlet yes. and Violet, and then it yes. didn't happen. And now we're here. We did discuss the idea of maybe going over a load of the leaks that dropped on Twitter yesterday. Mm. But, but this is do this is dodgy ground that is it's either you're gonna I, I feel like after the discussion we had yesterday people that are looking for those leaks are gonna go out and find them anyway i don't think they're gonna come to this podcast and the people that we have got the small community that we have got that are listening to us or watching us on youtube uh they might be a bit peeved off if all of a sudden we start talking about leaks uh, especially how some people don't want to know about the leaks. They just want to go into a game completely fresh. They don't want any spoilers. Some people just don't watch the trailers either. It would have been it would have been nice to have had a trailer that we could we could discuss. And I know what's going to happen. We're going to talk about loads in Gen Nine this week. 
and then there's going to be a trailer between this week and next week, and we're going to have to discuss it all over again, aren't we? Of course. Every single time. You know how it is. Anyway, yeah. So we've wrapped up a couple of things that we want to talk about around Gen 9, the future, uh, moving on to Gen 10, uh, about DLC, whether or not we want multiple versions. So there's a lot to unpack here. So it's probably you're probably going to be getting your money's worth and, and getting a really long episode. So without further ado, should we, should we jump into Gen 9 then? Gen 9. What about Gen 9? Let's start there and go, what... How are you feeling now? Because we obviously discussed this about five, six weeks ago now when we spoke about Gen 9. Have your thoughts changed? Are you feeling more optimistic, more pessimistic? I am still optimistic for these games. So I have yeah. a couple of reserves. I, I still don't think, although the graphics are maybe the best we've ever seen in the franchise, mm. I like the new textures that they're going with. It looks more like Snap than it ever has before. And we all... We can all basically agree that Snap is one of the best-looking Pokemon games there is out. Mm. But it's still not up to snuff, really, is it? It's, it's no. not up there with the other titles we're getting. I mean, I know people throw Xenoblade Chronicles into the mix and be like, look, this is what grass should look like on the Switch. This is what stuff should look like on the Switch. And there's arguments both ways about, well, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles doesn't have 800, 1,000-odd Pokemon yeah, lots of different forms, lots of different moves, and has to program all that in and have it all work together. And there's a lot that goes into them, but I don't know. There's there's been an argument for a long time that Game Freak don't like to outsource too much no. because they feel that a smaller team gets a better job done because mm. it's easier to communicate amongst them. Yeah, yeah which I is fine. It works. I understand that thinking. I just don't think it's viable anymore. No. And when Masuda left uh, Game Freak a couple of weeks ago, that was one of my big thinkings was, are we going to start seeing a shakeup in how Game Freak produce games? Is it going to be more, are there going to be more outsourcing? Are they going to be bringing people in from Monolith to help them out with um, ideas and actually how to, master these games wrong word what am i looking for not compress how do you how do you like but to just polish them like yeah. give them a bit more of a, a, a of a like an get the most out of the little bit yes. they have yes yeah so two two things there um masuda right what mm -hmm. was what was their role at the organization so masuda became good old Janichi masuda became he was it wasn't a CEO. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. For the longest okay. time, he was. He, he directed a lot of Pokemon games. Right. Uh, I think the last game he worked on was Let's Go. That he was the director of that. Um, Janichi Masuda is an interesting one because he is a high up member of Game Freak. But, <laughs> and I read an interview once that because his background is in music, that's mm. kind of what he does. He he creates music. Um, he and designed a lot of the music that we all love from red and blue and things like that but when he talks to people about uh, game making and how he wants the game to be made he speaks in very musical terms oh and yeah i i, I couldn't tell you exactly what he says because i i'm not a musical person but apparently that's how he 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 orchestrates rather than directs Intra right okay 
That's an interesting way way to put it. So it's going to be interesting because obviously they will have to replace whether or not it's someone internal in the in the company or whether or not they do look outside um, to maybe bring in someone that's that's fresh that isn't so I guess you know ingrained in their thinking, uh, which might be one of the risks if you get somebody internally over at Game Freak. Uh, and you mentioned something else. Was it? Did you mention Monolith? Was it? Yes. So what's that? So Monolith did, you kind of pull me up on these things now. Monolith, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, are the guys who did Breath of the Wild. Oh, God. Uh, no, no, I think you're right. They, it does ring about it. They, they, did, they, they, did, they definitely did Xenoblade. They right. definitely did okay. the Xenoblade. Oh, here we go. Oh, so it's the Nate's Nate. Oh, are you doing some research on the I am. They, did, oh, they do Xenoblade yes. Chronicles, for right, certain. Okay. okay. And I think they worked on Breath of the Wild. Right, that might be where I've seen their logo then, because I've played Breath of the Wild. Still not completed it several years on. But uh, um, the Kyoto right. branch has provided support for The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, Animal Crossing, Link Between Worlds, Splatoon, Breath of the Wild. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So, so they've worked on lots of the, lots of the probably, I'd say, core games outside of, I guess, Pokemon and Mario are probably the, the other two like yeah. core pillars of... of um, the Nintendo Switch era. So if they are working alongside a company that size that probably does know how to get the best out of the Switch software, because what we have to remember as well, the Switch is several years old now, isn't it? No, massively. In fact, there's even rumors, once again, as there always are, of a Switch Pro coming soon next year, end of this year. So my... Not not to go too much into into that, but I think it's quite relevant actually. Is there have been strong rumors that um that one of the reasons why Breath of the Wild Two is being delayed is because they are really struggling to get it to work to the to the best it can on the current Switch, and there's rumors that it's being held back as a launch title for a, a successor to to the Switch, uh, well, Switch Two, should we call it, um and. It's interesting to think that maybe, you know, part of the issues with with um, the games on the Switch, maybe that, the, the, the quality of them, isn't so much down to, you know, Game Freak and the Pokemon company, but maybe it's an issue with the hardware for some parts. Don't get me wrong, like, I'm thinking back to, you know, Pokemon Sword and the trees and, you know, even w- watching the trailer for the for the Gen 9 games, there's parts where you think, oh, that looks, that doesn't look quite that polished. And I know we're several months away and all that, but it does make me think, have they, have they kind of, is their team internally maybe either not getting the most out of it because they don't understand the software or are they quite limited, I, I guess? But I don't know. I don't think they're limited by the hardware. As I say, Xenoblade Chronicles, I don't know if you've seen any mm. gameplay footage from it. It's no. stunning. It's yeah. so beautiful. And, you know, that's another game where you run around and this monsters in the wild and they're all actual size and... I'm going to bring up the grass again because it's the mm. grass that really stands out to me in this trailer yes. at the moment. It's like, oh, it just, you're clearly just pixels on the ground scattered yes. around. I thought we'd come away from this a long, long time mm. ago. We're better mm. than this now. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and move away from graphics a little bit because we, we all yes. know that Pokemon is just not, they're not it's, on it. That's not, no, no, they're, they're not. They are, they are behind. In terms of all the AAA developers, they are, 
behind in terms of graphics. And ultimately, that isn't what I think appeals to most um, most people playing Pokemon. If you, if you go back and, and look at any of the gens that have come out, they are always behind similar games. So I'm thinking like the Final Fantasy games on the 3DS, like Bravely Default, they, they look better. You know, going back as far as the, the Game Boy, um, like there, there were games on there that look better as, better, as better as you can when it's all, you know, pixelated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think like the, the last time I can think going back where a Pokemon game was probably at the forefront in terms of that how it looked and, and pushing the boundaries was probably the Game Boy Advance games to be quite a big, but that was because it was all new. It was colorful. It looked absolutely fantastic. But anyway, we're digressing. We're, 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 let's move away from from the the graphics um how are you how are you feeling now that you've had a bit of time with you know the the pokemon um that have been announced do you still like because there's lechonk everyone loves the chunk the starters seem to be getting a lot of praise are you, st- are you still liking the starters i still like them i'm interested to see where they go with them mm-hmm. i think that's always one of the issues for instance yes. like going back to sun and moon i looked at poplio mm-hmm. and was like oh i really oh, like it adorable. and then it's all yes. pre-marina and i was like you like I'm not <laughs> sure anymore, actually. I don't, th- and I've never used a Poplio or a Primarina in any playthrough ever because I just, I'm not a fan of the design. I, oh, for all the hate I'm going to get, I'm not the biggest fan of Incineroar. I, oh, I, no, I don't, I don't like Incineroar either. I don't, it, it, it's a common complaint, I think, that as the generations have gotten along, Pokemon are becoming more, I think the phrase is, or the term is bipedal. Yeah. Like they, all of a sudden they all stand up and it's like, uh, okay, that kind of, that works some Pokemon, but like the, if looking at Litten and seeing it's fully evolved form, it, and like even, be, even though it's three stage evolution, it looks like there's a gap missing between stage two and stage yeah, three. Yeah, I see. And it, and it feels the same for some of the starters in, um, in Sword and Shield that had the exact same issue where you look at the Pokemon, it's like the, the only one looking at all four of them, uh, all three of them even, um, that I thought, yeah, I could see that standing up and it was, would make sense. It's Score Bunny because it's it's based on a football. It's running around like I get that. But the other two then at the end was stood up. It's a bit like, right, okay. And I can't help but understand some people's worries about the, the starters that they've revealed for, you know, Gen 9. And we're going to get the final evolutions. We're going to look at them and just think, wait, what? You went that way with it? Why did you? Yeah. No. Yeah, just, let, get, a- just give me a Sabertooth Tiger. Yes. That's, that's all we want. I don't, I don't need a Pokemon to, to be, you know, stood up to appreciate. Like my, fa- my favorite starters, Meganium, and that's on all fours, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with the, with the Pokemon. Um, have you given? I know you've done a couple of videos around this. Are you are you still wedded to your theories? How confident are you feeling around where Gen Nine is going to go? So I still think it's going to have a lot to do with time. I still think that's going to be a big factor in it. Yeah. Um, the most recent video I put out about uh you having more than gyms, which we talked about weeks yes. and weeks ago now, actually. Mm. Um, I I'm I'm. Putting my what what what's 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 the phrase? Putting your stamp on it. Put my stamp on it and put my bet yeah. down. Yeah. From that's what that's 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 where I'm laying my bet. I think that's that's probably my most accurate speculation okay. so far. Okay. So 
thinking ahead to the future then because we, mm. we i don't i don't want to spend too much talking about what we've what we know about gen 9 because we, we've discussed that before let's say gen 9 lands and it's received quite positively and, and people and critics alike love it where do you what do you want to see them do as a result of that so depending on what they do with gen 9 so i'm right i want mm. those legends arceus mechanics Yes, I want I want those catching yes. mechanics in mainline games. That was a massive step forward for Pokemon. And if we don't get them in the next games, I will be very disappointed. I will enjoy yes. them for what they are, but yes. I will be disappointed to not have those. I want those in all future games forever and a day. Though mm-hmm. no, I I may be alone on that. There may be others who disagree with me, but that was the best experience I've had playing a Pokemon game in a long time. And it's not just because it was new. It wasn't just because it was different. It's because it felt good to catch Pokemon again. So I yes. want those brought in. Another thing from Legends Arceus, I don't think we should realistically... Now, I released... Hang on, I'm going back on myself. I don't think that two games is necessary anymore. Okay. Especially after Legends Arceus. And I released a yes. video a while back stating that there was going to be sort of really massive differences between scarlet and violet that i think they could they could if they wanted to make a much bigger difference than a couple of you know this pokemon only appears here and this pokemon only appears here oh well we've got a professor over here and a professor over here i need more than that to justify you releasing these two games agreed i think that that it it goes back i think in the first you know the first couple of generations it was a Quirky little feature. I like that because it was all about, you know, working with other people to transfer Pokemon to 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 each other. And I, I like that. And I can't help but feel that as time has gone on, it becomes a little less relevant, if ever it was relevant, especially with the introduction of um Pokemon Home and being able to trade um it, it, it trade um wirelessly with, with other people so it, it kind of loses that aspect because it's quite easy now to get the, all the pokemon in a pokedex which is a daft argument considering that whole scenario has been manufactured by game freak in order to to sell two copies because i do know people that in the past i've bought both versions of the of the game and like you i don't think there's enough in it to justify two games i mean sword and shield did a little bit more than With i think is leaders but but i so i bought pokemon sword and i i still haven't touched pokemon shield and my thought was that when you got to those gyms it'd be completely different on on the inside and my understanding is it's not no it's, it's basically the same puzzles with a different yes texture yes so so straight away all all they have done in that game is just swapped a couple of models and textures around that that's all that's all they've done and for me that was one of the reasons why going into gen 9 and and all the other gens previously why i only buy one version i mm. i flat out refuse to 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 buy two because for me money wise i'm i'm buying i would be buying two full games and i'm getting what 1.5 Five of a game or something like that like 95 percent of the other game just it's exactly the same as the original so why why would i why would i do that yeah and i mean at least back in the day where 
you had to meet up with someone physically yes. and you had yes. to have the link cable and it was i'll connect my game to your game and we'll trade these pokemon here in person because you've got blue and i got red there was yeah. something a little bit magical about it agreed it wasn't yes. perfect it nope. sure they were still using it as a way to just like sell more titles but there was something there that captured our imaginations. It's why Pokemon yeah. is as big as it is. And nowadays, you just do it all online, and you don't know if the person you're trading with has sword or shield or just has them all from home. Or Yeah. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's... So did you see that video that came out a couple of... Might have been a couple of weeks back now that originally there was supposed to be like 50,000 versions of Gen 1. Have you seen that? No. Okay, so... Um, apparently, you know, in, um, when you, in the very original games, you had that, well, you still have it, but you have the Pokemon ID, don't you? And yeah. that basically uh, it helps to program some of what changes. For the most part, most players won't ever, um, won't ever know it actually impacts on the back end. Uh, the only reason I know is in the past where I've had to change the Gen 2 clock. Uh, in game you have to like basically go onto a website input your id and then it basically figures out oh okay you need this code in order to change oh wow yeah um i thought you were at least gonna stay the radio tower but no 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 unfortunately not um so apparently the the you know back back in the day with gem one they wanted to release fifty thousand versions now i don't know how that would work i'd imagine you'd still only get red or blue but apparently different cartridges would have different ID values and that would impact on the game, i.e., what Pokemon you find out in the wild and where you find them. So it was supposed to be more okay, you go off on your adventure, and the chances of you meeting someone in your circle who has also been on the exact same adventure is very low because the Pokemon are in different different areas and whatnot. And I I personally, if they were to sell, if they were to try and sell more copies, if they were to implement that, maybe just maybe i might be tempted by it but i think that argument has also been kind of thrown away with the introduction of randomizers because that yeah. that basically does what what you know they're they're trying to do and and that was my me, first thought when you were saying that is that's just yeah, a randomizer and it, it throws just, yeah. out any sort of level curve or mm -hmm. balancing that i don't know how you would work that around so the way the way i would see it is is um is a random I would say that the randomizer is more that it is it's pretty much depending on what settings you have it can be completely randomized. I'd imagine if Game Freak did something different back in the day it would have been a lot more streamlined so a bit more controlled so you wouldn't be going into the Viridian Forest and coming across a Mewtwo you might be going into Viridian Forest and there's more birds and and bug pokemon that maybe you could get later on in the game like Venonat or or Dodrio or something like that and the more powerful Pokemon would maybe be locked end game, so you wouldn't be going into the wild and finding, you know, a, a, a third stage evolution. Um, but I guess, I guess my point on that is, like, for the future of Pokemon moving forward, it still blows my mind that they haven't in implemented some kind of, you know, Nuzlocke or randomization feature. And I so, get, go on. So here's the thing, right? Is the guys over at Game Freak are very, very specific about Pokemon, yes. right? They yeah. want it to, although randomizers are great online and we all play them, it's not the experience they're trying to build. What no. they're trying to create is a world. And if you've ever looked into like how they create Pokemon, 
it's it's fascinating because not only does it have to like you can't just design it with spikes on the back the spikes mm. have to be there for a reason they have to yes. pr provide some kind of evolutionary advantage they have to have they have to do something mm. and much in the same way when they design a pokemon they're like okay so what does it eat does it eat another pokemon okay how does that relationship work if this Pokemon eats this Pokemon, then does this Pokemon and this Pokemon, well, they have to leave in the same area. Okay, so if so, now we're designing an area and we know we want to throw this Pokemon in. Well, this Pokemon's going to feed on it, and then this Pokemon needs to feed on something. So, all right, well, that actually feeds on berries. Oh, wait, we have a berry Pokemon, so we're going to include that one in here as well because this is a forested area now. Uh, there'll probably be some birds in the trees. Like, they go deep, and every wow. area you walk into makes sense and mm -hmm. functions as an ecosystem and is designed from the ground up to do so because they're creating a world. They're not just creating a map with a bunch of monsters yeah. in it. Yeah. They're creating a world. And that's why Pokemon stands out from all of the other games that are trying to go down that monster capture, monster fight genre Yeah, is because they put that much care into it. it just, there's no design for design's sake. It's everything oh, has a purpose. Okay. Everything should exist for a reason. See that when, when you were telling me that, I, I was thinking back to all the different areas that I've that I've visited during the Pokemon games and thought, oh, actually, you know what? That does make sense because all of them were, you know, every route that you go on is like a separate biome ultimately, and what you get there might not be in the the next biome. Yeah, but I mean, then, you look at the first route. You go out, and there's yes. a bunch of, what, Rattata and Pidgey. Yeah. Why is yeah. there Rattata? Because you're around civilization, so mm. there's loads of rubbish and stuff and human waste for them to feed on. Not waste, but trash. Yeah. And then you've got the Pidgey, who, again, can live harmoniously around humans, but you've got Viridian Forest just slightly north of there, so they've got all the bug Pokemon that they can feed on. Mm. See that? It makes sense, and I love that. And then I think to um the wild area in Pokemon yeah Sword i thought you were gonna bring and this up. it kind of because because it doesn't work for that but i'm thinking of galar mine the, the galar mines it makes sense it it, it makes sense there you're what you're saying makes sense for every single route in that game except for the wild area and to some degree legends arcus i think suffers from this because while you do have the five separate areas i don't think the biomes for the most part in those areas are quite so thought out in that way which makes me now now thinking about it makes me a little bit concerned about gen 9 and thinking because that's supposed to be more open world than even legends arceus was and what i don't want is well i don't want it to to function like the wild area from sword and shield where you go to a patch of grass and it's just, you know, five of the same Pokemon. Because to me, that kind of breaks that, immer you know, that, that Im immersion, immersion, mm -hmm. whatever it is. What? Um, go on. Go on. Uh, sorry. No, oh, we're too go. polite. We're too polite. Go on. Always and forever. What I'd love to see, and it's a, it's a weird pull here, but have you ever played the Monster Hunter games? I barely, but I, it's one of those that I want to get into, but I'm scared that if I start, I will never put the game down. Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of my absolute favorite games. Um, the Monster Hunter games are great because you walk out the first time and you see a herd of herbivore monsters mm. and you've got the adults and you've got the baby and they're all walking along as a herd. And if you attack the baby, then all the males will come and attack you and the females will circle around the baby and try and get them away. and 
If you take out one wow. of the males, everyone will just run. And it's like, okay, that's really cool design. Mm-hmm. You then also got like, you know, your draconic style uh, monsters will nest on the top of mountains and stuff like that, but will occasionally soar down and you can lure monsters in to fight one another and they get all territorial with each other and things like that. And it's like, that's the kind of interaction I'd really yes. love with Pokemon. Mm. I'd love to be able to go, ah, oh, I want to catch this Snorlax. We'll say Snorlax because Legends Arceus, that first Snorlax was a right pain. Oh, yes. yes. You know, oh, I can't get this Snorlax down because I'm not high enough level. I'll tell you what, I'll go over and grab that, he- that giant Heracross. I'll throw a rock at it, get it to chase me for a little bit, and then lead it over to this Snorlax. And then Snorlax will see it, and then they'll start fighting each other, and then maybe I can catch them both. Mm. Oh, I'd lo- I'd love something like that. It does unfortunately feel with the with the with the Pokemon games that they've they've transitioned to you know Pokemon in the overworld, and I I love that. And I think what they've they've done is they it started with did it start with Let's Go or Sword and Shield? I can't remember. Pokemon in the overworld it was Let's Go because it was, it was rushed go. into Sword and Shield at the very end right. because it was in Let's Go and was well-received. Ah, okay, okay. So in, in Let's Go, it felt like it felt like the right step forward and it mm-hmm. was Im- implemented in a way that I enjoyed. And I think the, one of the reasons why I enjoy it more in that game than, than Sword and Shield is in Let's Go, it does feel like each of the individual areas is... S- it is separate. I'm, I'm trying to think of the point I'm trying to make it. Why, why it works for why it doesn't work for Sword and Shield, I think, is because even though you've got the wild area, you've then got biomes within the wild area and Pokemon within those biomes, but they just seem random in terms of why they're placed there, and then they just happen to appear in loads of the different Pokemon. Whereas Let's Go, it felt like there was loads of different type of Pokemon in those areas and it only it only broke and let's go when you were trying to shiny hunt to the point where when you built up a chain and like the game started like because it couldn't handle it and then you had sword and shield and then we got legends arceus and i think they took the right step with legends arceus where it wasn't about let's cram as many pokemon into this area and it was more a case of well what were the pokemon that should appear here and you only get a handful of them Slightly to its detriment sometimes because I, I have heard people and I've had this complaint where sometimes it feels a bit empty in places mm-hmm. in Legends Arcus. And I feel like there needs to be, I think there's elements from each of them that work and they need to they need to figure out the, the correct mix in terms of, you know, in, enough variety of Pokemon in the different biomes and making it clear that, going back to what you said earlier, that those Pokemon belong in that biome making sure you know that, that that balance is correct so there's not too many but there's not too few where it feels like it's it's unfortunately empty and they need to feel alive which legends arceus i think took a tiny step forward with that in terms of like you know some of the pokemon resting sleeping running around um but i feel like it is missing that final touch just to make the pokemon feel a little bit more alive whether or not that is you know some of the pokemon that are you know, more uh, that that are predators trying to hunt maybe some of the other Pokemon or, you know, the herbivores, you know, munching on grass or trying to get berries from trees and, and whatnot. And, you know, as it starts to go dark, maybe those Pokemon go to sleep. Uh, Pokemon may be appearing from trees and stuff like that. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot that I would love to see them implement. And it's not going to happen in Gen 9, but maybe in Gen 10, who knows if we move to another, another console. Um, 
and maybe they do, you know, change the team up and they bring in new new people or support or whatever it is to kind of just make the 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 world. So they're not just the wandering around and doing yeah. nothing. See, it's yeah. a rule because I I DM a lot of D and D games, yes. and one of the things I always have to think about when I'm writing and like creating dungeons, it's like ah, oh, it's dungeons and there's orc guards and the orcs are gonna jump out at them. But it's like, well, if somebody sneaks in here. What are the orcs doing? Are they yes. just standing there waiting for the players to show up who they don't know exist yet? Mm. Is is that what they're doing? Or are they like sitting down and playing chess? What do orcs do when no one's around? And that's what I need in Pokemon. What do Pokemon do when no one's around? So when if so I, like when you no clip, you you know that phrase, no clip. No. Okay, so it's like in a video game and basically you you kind of clip out so you can go anywhere and Mm -hmm. zoom through walls and stuff like that so you can see things that the player isn't typically supposed to see. So in Pokemon, it'd be a case of, okay, there's, there's a wild area over there and there's Pokemon and the game doesn't know. The game thinks I'm over here in this city, but I've no clipped and I'm going to travel over there. And because the game still thinks that I'm in the city... The, ga- the the Pokemon or whatever's over there will do whatever they're programmed to do when you're not around. Mm-hmm. When ideally, what I think what we're both saying is that if you're if if the game thinks you're not around, those Pokemon should still be living. They should still be doing things that you know wild animals would do in nature. Especially if you're including sneaking mechanics, I should be mm. I should be able to be David Attenborough. I should be able to walk yes. around and be like, and here we see two Pikachu by the sea out on a date. As Pikachu are known to do. Ah, oh. uh, look at them both staring off at the sunset. Ah, uh, one just lent its head on the other one's shoulder. Isn't it cute? You know, I should be able to do that and yes. just watch. I should I should just be able to observe these Pokemon in the wild and be like, Yep, this yep. is this is cool. This is great. And I yep. know it's a lot harder. I know implementing that level of AI. Because like you can create a game like Skyrim. And you include, what, human AI? And then you sort of go, oh, well, a wizard will do this, and a fighter will do this, and that kind of thing. To try and implement that for 800-odd Pokemon is asking a lot. I know. I know it is. Doesn't mean I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. No, agreed. And, like, I think... I think they, they they kind of shot themselves in the foot because obviously with Gen Eight they were like right okay we, you know we're not we're not having the national decks okay fine um, and then they explained well the reason why is because we want higher quality animations and we haven't got the time to do that for all the Pokemon okay fine I'm I'm okay with that but then what got bought out was like okay was that just an excuse because it kind of feels like it was just an excuse whereas yeah they did have, lie about that one a little yeah. Bit. Whereas if they turned around, if they turned around at Gen 9 and said, you know what, there is going to be 50 new Pokemon, 150 old Pokemon for a total of 200 Pokemon. That's all you're going to get in this game in the in the wild. That's not to say you can't import them in via Pokemon Home or whatever other mechanics, but because you can't find them in the wild, they don't need to have those animations built, whether or not they're eating berries, chasing other Pokemon, sleeping, whatever it might be. But they only stuck with, two, you know, two, we got 200 Pokemon with great animations, new, new, unique, um, you know, methods of running around, just feeling like they're alive. I'd, I'd be absolutely down for that. I would be absolutely fine with that because we've seen it done. In, they've done it before in Gen 5 where it was like, right, no new, po- sorry, no old Pokemon until you've completed the Elite Four. And yeah. I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with them just going, right, okay, 
for each generation, we will take a core chunk of Pokemon that would make sense for that area. We will give them new animations and, and maybe new designs, whatever it might be, you know, um, uh, regional forms. And if you want the other Pokemon in your team, in your, in your, um, in your Pokemon game, you've got to beat the Elite Four. Once you've beaten the Elite Four, you can import any Pokemon from past Pokemon games into this game, but you won't ever be able to find them in the wild. I, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Don't get wrong, it's a little bit annoying because then you, you're kind of tied into, well, I need to buy Pokemon Home in order to transfer these in. But typically, I don't really do that. I Whenever I get a new game, I like to play with whatever is available to me because ultimately that is you know, the, the, the game creator's choice. That's what they want. That's why those Pokemon are in there. I, I would much more prefer that. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. I think if you're going to include a national dex or sorry, if you're going to include a regional dex, that's going to be small anyway, as you say, around mm -hmm. 150 to 200. Make it, make me want, just make them come to life. That's all it is. I know and we're going around in circles here, but it really is just see if it would make it would make the games something more. Yeah, and like for me, like if they turned going back to the original question, if that was the case, and they did that for for Gen Nine or Gen Ten, it was like, well, if you buy if you buy this version, you get these two hundred Pokemon with all these custom animations, blah blah blah, and then they released its sister version, which is like, well, if you buy this, it's a very similar game, but the 200 Pokemon in it are actually 200 different Pokemon with their own different animations. I'd be more persuaded to maybe buy both of them because A, they've obviously put time into the two separate games in terms of the animations and, and thinking about the biomes and the Pokemon in it. But also, I'd get two different experiences to some degree because the de Pokemon would be different. I'd be wandering through the game going, oh my, look at that Aerodactyl chasing chasing that, you know, Pidgey through the sky. Oh my God, like, I never saw that in the other game because it wasn't available in the other game. I'd be more, yeah, I'd, I'd be more open to, okay, maybe I will buy, probably not full price, but when it came down a little bit, I'd go, oh, go on then, because it's a new experience. And I think maybe that's what they need to do with the two versions is it needs to be a different experience. Yeah. And and the same can then go for DLC. Because mm. we got like the Crown Tundra and the Isle of Armor, which was two big open spaces that you could mm. go run around in. If somebody turned around to me and went, Yeah, here's two new big open spaces with more Pokemon in them. Yes, they're the Pokemon you've already seen and you could have already implemented it or you could have already transferred into the game, but now you get to see them in the wild and doing all their interaction with everything else. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it just to see how a totodile lives by the water. Just to, I just, I just want to see that happy little boy splashing around. Yeah, because I'm done. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> that's what we. That's you. You absolutely hit the nail on the head there. We don't get to see them live. That we we see where they live, but we don't get to see them just just be creatures, yeah. which is ultimately what they are. And in terms of DLC and touching on that, I'm still amazed. I don't know how well the, the DLC sold for Sword and Shield, but I was absolutely on board with the, those DLCs. Absolutely loved them. Um, I think they they tried to retroactively fix maybe some of the issues in Sword and Shield. Um, so one of the complaints was around, oh, your Pokemon don't follow you, even though that's been implemented in later games. And then like, okay, let's introduce that in the, in the uh, DLC, which I still don't think carries over to the main game, does it? It is only on the two... 
the Isle of Tundra and the Isle of I'm not sure off the top of my head. Okay, I'm out. Fact check. To be fair, Um, I very rarely go onto those games now and not be around the Crown Tundra. No, it's been... I still haven't completed the, the Crown Tundra, but just playing through those DLCs, I, I enjoyed it. And they came at a good time for me where I was kind of getting bored of, of Pokemon Sword. And then they announced the DLC. My daughter was huge into it. So I was like, well, I'm paying for it once, but both of us get to play. It was an absolute bargain for, for that price. And I... I will I, say, though, very quickly, oh, the God. fact that they sold different DLC for whether it was Sword or Shield... Yes, that's bang out of order. Yes, that is absolutely disgusting like you've already practice. charged me twice for the game yes. don't now yeah. charge me twice for the dlc because Cut i don't think that it, out yes. it didn't make a difference it no, didn't make I, a difference the the own i think sorry if we're going to be pedantic because i know people have times it there was one difference your rival was different and that that was it i can guarantee you they the story played out exactly the same the lines of dialogue and the pokemon used were different and that is that is it it's not that is not something that you can charge twice now it might be that the reason they did have to do it twice is because of the way they built Sword and Shield. Maybe, maybe because they are separate games, the DLC can't... Because I don't think we've ever had that scenario where you've got two different games listed on a store that are different, even though they fall under the same umbrella, and DLC being available for two different games. It might be... I'll, I'll, I'll cut them a little bit of slack that maybe it's a... Yeah, the way the Nintendo Switch is is built doesn't allow that functionality. But at the same time, it's hard to think that is the case when Game Freak is so money-hungry in so many other practices, unfortunately. Well, you just include a double disc. Yes, yeah. Just yeah, include yeah, a double true. code. Just like, oh, put yeah, this one right, in for yes. your sword, put this one in for your shield. Yes. Just sell me the DLC. Yeah, that's the it's way the right. It's the Gen there 8 DLC, yes. not Pokemon Sword DLC, Pokemon Shield DLC. And like, you're right. There are a couple of version exclusives. I am seeing there are two lines in the Isle of Armor that are different. And then a couple in Sword and Shield. And in fact, a lot of the ones from the Crown Tundra are actually actually Dynamax layers, which you do with a group anyway. So it's almost pointless. Right. So you can just join someone else's, can't you? So again, it's two lines. Right, it's it's okay. two evolutionary lines that are different. So they sold you two different DLC. I'm actually really wound up about this. Now. <laughs> I can tell in your voice. I love it. <laughs> there are two lines in each of those DLC and one character difference. That's disgusting to make you pay. And these DLCs were like 30 quid on their own. They were like yeah. half the price of a yeah, full game. Yeah, and they were not half of a full game. Hmm. So, so I, I came into this discussion being like, yeah, more DLC will be great. And now I'm really wound up about it. So which... <laughs> I, I I can understand why why you wound up because I didn't re- I completely forgot about the fact that when they announced that you had to buy because I remember them them talking about oh yeah you have to buy twice if you've got the two games but I don't think I was bothered by that because I was like well it doesn't affect me which is a terrible terrible practice to get into because it affects other people and ultimately it hits um hits other people that are in the community unfortunately but it does make me wonder. Why we got DLC for Sword and Shield, but there's been and not Legends Arceus. I like I. I expected by now there to be at least an announcement, uh, and I'm I I just can't wrap my head around why we've not had. I I can't figure it out. I I just I just I don't. Am I missing something? See, I don't know because when. 
during the Scarlet and Violet announcement, sort of that Pokemon day, mm. I remember everybody was like, we're going to get Legends Arceus DLC. We're going to get Legends Arceus DLC. And I'm like, the game's been out less than a month. Mm. If they release DLC now, I'm going to be annoyed because it means they had it. Yes. Yeah, and they it didn't been in the main give it to us yeah. in the main game, which is not okay. No. What they ended up doing, but at the same time, I wanted new content because I'd finished yes. Legends Arceus. Yeah. What they ended up doing was giving us the Daybreak? The Daybreak which expansion was, yeah, was like yeah. a free add-on, which was what? Like shiny hunting yes. and some battling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, do Do okay. you think that was the originally the DLC, but then they realized there's not enough here to quantify you know point out there and going oh you've got to pay 30 quid for this i don't know i mean if that if they were trying to make that dlc a as i say there's no way that wasn't like at least mostly done by the time the game came out mm, yeah it just it's not possible for them to have finished that in a month like from scratch it's just not, yes not possible um i don't think yeah it wouldn't have been enough for dlc on its own no, i think people no. would have been really mad about it and and just to touch on your like your point earlier, like I'm not against DLC when it's done right. I have back on the Xbox 360 era where DLC was like it, it was it was it was massive. Like most games had DLC in some form, whether or not that was post game content, whether or not it was downloading a new sword for a game or whatever it was. And I'm in the mindset that for for the most part with DLC, it's it's your money. You can do whatever you want. So if they want to offer you know, a sword. I, I ain't going to buy that sword because I'm thinking, well, what difference does it make? And I I grew up in an era where that sword 10, 20 years ago would have been just a code that you put in that, that didn't cost you a penny and the developers included it because it was fun or it was, you know, big head mode or something like that. It was, it, it was something that added to your experience. But then we started to get into the territory of day one DLC and it was, uh, it was yeah. okay, you bought this game, fantastic. Well, for four ninety nine, you can buy this DLC. Oh, yeah, I love that game. I'll buy the DLC. And instantly it was like, yeah, you can play the DLC. My internet's not that good. There's no... And then you looked into it. It was like a 3KB code, basically. And then you felt disgusted because you realized, ah, that code is on the game. It's already shipped with the code and they have locked it behind a paywall just to just to get that little bit of extra money out of you. And with the Legends Arceus stuff, if it came out now, or if they announced it now, I would be thinking, well, chances are it's not on the game because it's it's been that long that it should, for the most part, be new content. And I'd be, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with them bringing something out and going, okay, it's you know, 20 pound, whatever it might be. And you get to, you know, travel to an island just off the coast of Hisui and you get to explore and meet new Pokemon, you know, meet new trainers, whatever it might be. I, I'd be down for that. And I'm still shocked they they haven't done that. But whether or not that's because the, 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 the staff have literally gone from Legends Arceus and probably crunch, you know, crunch work and getting it done and rushed out as soon as possible to them being, okay, now you're on to Gen 9. And they yeah, don't have time to. They don't have time to put some more love into Legendary, which makes me makes me even more concerned that Gen Nine comes out and it doesn't feel like it's the best part of all the Switch games that we've had so far. And it's okay. It's just it's just 
Gen 8 with a couple of slight tweaks and, oh, Legends of Arceus, well, that came out too close and we haven't been able to implement anything, which brings me back to, why don't they just slow down? Just slow down and 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 I know why they don't, but it's infuriating to watch from someone that does love love the games for what they are, but craves them to just be just be better unfortunately no i agree i mean we were talking about it before this uh, before we started recording about breath of the wild being delayed again or mm. maybe we might have even spoke about it in this recording it's really hot we did um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's pokemon will never ever have that choice yeah. they will never yeah. have the option to be like i'm gonna delay this game because it's not yeah. ready i'm gonna put it yeah. back two three four years yeah, it's just not possible. And I so there was there's another Pokemon podcast that that I listen to infrequently, and they were breaking down um, highest grossing franchises um, mm-hmm. to to kind of put into perspective around Pokemon and how much money they they make, and they do make an absolute shed load. Yep, Pokemon makes a shed load, but but the Pokemon games aren't Pokemon. I think some people forget that because there's 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 three companies involved. Unfortunately, there's um, there's the Pokemon Company, there's Game Freak, and then there's I think Nintendo's the the third Nintendo, one. Nintendo, they all they all they all own a portion of Pokemon. Yes. So when so Pokemon the games typically have to come out before everything else because all the merchandise is tied to the latest game. So you know Gen Nine's going to come out, and then from Gen Nine they will follow out all the plushies, all the cards, um, any spin spin off games and films and anime, and it all spins out from that. But the problem is the money that is made from all those separate things doesn't then flow back into Pokemon games because that's no. a separate entity. So when people go, well, it's the highest grossing you know, franchise in the world, it is, but a lot of that money is locked away from Game Freak and what they can do with the games. And the, I'm, I'm pretty sure they said only, only 12%, I might be wrong here, because it was a long time ago that I listened to this. Only 12% of the money made by Pokemon is actually from the video games. Everything else comes from the, all the things that I've, I've previously mentioned. So I can't help but feel a bit sorry for them. That, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a success of their own making, but also a problem of their own making, that they've done all this amazing stuff, but the money that they need to kind of take it to the next level, unfortunately, maybe isn't there. As well as the time, I think the time is 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 a big one, unfortunately. And they're 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 hammered into this this issue, and I think thinking back, I I personally I don't think if they because how, how often do the games come out every three years something yeah, like roughly, that roughly roughly every three years every I, new generation comes out yes, every three years I don't think if they took an extra year to to polish to create to build whatever it might be. I don't think they'd see sales drop that much, especially considering things like the anime with Pokemon Journey that we've spoken about over the last couple of weeks has proven that it doesn't need to follow the the, the exact formula of the video games. They can go off and, and do their own thing. And they've got enough Pokemon content to be able to go, oh, so the games are going to take an extra year. Well, then that's fine because we can still do you know, different versions of trading trading cards. Oh, we can still do you new and unique plushies that maybe we haven't done before. Oh, the Pokemon anime. Well, it can have a, it can have a spin-off adventure, like you know, going to the the Orange Isles or whatever they called it at the end of or during mm-hmm. Gen One. But I and I I can't help but feel frustrated that 
a lot of the issues that they probably complain about internally, staff probably do, I'd imagine staff do hear the complaints from the Pokemon community as wide and varied as they are, unfortunately, and they're not really, you know, driven to one or two key points that they can address. And the kind of, it's like a, a scattergun approach of all Game these different Freaker issues. tuned into their audience at, to a fault sometimes yes, as well. Yes, agreed. But I think because it comes too quick and too fast, that by the time they find faults or issues or things to improve, it's they don't have enough time to to do it or they don't have the manpower to or the resources internally to do it and i would just love for them to go okay gen 9's come out fantastic well what we're going to do is actually gen 10 is going to come out on the the next version of the switch instead of three years we're going to take five years you're going to get a bit of dlc just to tide you over between gen 9 and gen 10 and gen 10 because it is such a like when you talk about anniversaries and stuff like that the 10th generation of pokemon game is probably a big anniversary like oh we're celebrating x number of years x number of pokemon all these different spin-offs and media and whatnot this is it this is we're into double digits now so let's make this like a big one i guarantee we're not going to get it are we i mean it's, it's one to look at because realistically you're talking about 10th generation of pokemon right I I think we're going to be close to like the 30th anniversary as well around generation 10. So that's two big milestones all coming together. You got to remember the, when these guys created red and green, they didn't even think that would sell. It came no. out at the end of the Game Boy's life cycle. It yes. took six years of development and nearly bankrupted the entire company. These guys thought this was going to be a flop and then mm-hmm. it did really well. They then made gold and silver as, the perfect Pokemon games. This is it. This mm-hmm. is as good as Pokemon mm-hmm. will ever get. Oh, they sold really well. I guess we're just right, yeah. doing this now. This is us forever. And they have kept going and going and going. And they've introduced gimmicks and they've introduced new Pokemon and they've taken stuff out and they've put stuff back in and gotten actually, no, I want to take that back out again. I would love to see Gen 10. I don't think we'll get it in Gen 9. I would love to see Gen 10 just be the culmination, a celebration yes. of that history. Be like, give me every single gimmick. I want Mega Evolutions back. I want Z moves back. I want frigging Dynamax back. I just give it, just give it all to me. All of it. Bring, yeah. bring it all in. I want every Pokemon. I don't care if there's a thousand, twelve hundred, even if there's fifteen hundred by some miracle at that point. I want all of them in the game, available in the wild. Yeah. I'm I'm still amazed we've not got an open world game. Like that is is and I, I hate these types types of games. They're, they're cool. What are these service games or service on demand or something like that? Live service games. I can't remember the term they use, but it's basically where the world constantly develops and typically you don't have actually have to buy the game. Typically it's free. And then, oh, all the extra stuff, well, you can you can buy that. You can download that, what whatever it might might be. And I'm still amazed they've not got gone down that route of, you know, Pokemon as a you know, a live service where, okay, you get to, you know, you've got multiple regions, you get to choose where you start, um, and then you get to go off, you have your adventure. And and for, from, a, from a business point of view, it makes sense because then, oh, okay, well, you want, you, you've started your journey. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, buy, buy this starter pack and you'll get Pokeballs or, you know, you'll get more Pokeballs or Ultra Balls at the start of the game, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right, well... You know, you 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 want to you want to get ahead and complete the Pokedex and catch all these mons. Well, you can go over to the game corner. You can buy the Pokemon that you really want. I'm absolutely amazed. I don't want that to some degree. An open world game, I, I want, but I don't want all the 
extra nastiness that comes with it in terms of you can buy things. But I'm amazed we haven't gone down that route yet. I am still surprised that back in the day when everybody was making an MMO, mm. we never got a Pokemon MMO. Yeah. Like, we have fan-made ones yes. that work, but again, that's that's the kind of thing I would love to see, that where things are just out in the wild and everybody's interacting with it and it's all interacting with everything mm. around it. Mm. I don't know. Because, Am I asking too much? I don't think <sighs> I'm asking too I, much. I, I don't think we'd be asking too much of a typical games company because they've proven they can do it. But I think maybe we are asking too much of Pokemon because they've got all these issues that we've discussed this episode that so, just hamper them. said, should Game Freak hand off the franchise? I... I would love to see another company do something else with it, personally. I, and I and I sometimes that can backfire. I I um I don't know if you ever played the Devil May Cry games, but they handed oh, over. Oh God, yeah. They handed uh, over after DMC after DMC, <laughs> which like I it was a bit annoying because I the developer that that was on board for that when I, when they announced it was um, Ninja Theory, I think I was like, okay, I'm on board with that. That they they haven't done a load of games, but the games they have done. I've enjoyed. I'm on board with it. And then you They're play the game. They're not the guys who did like the dead or alive volleyball stuff, are they? I don't think so. No, they, they're not they the boob jiggle guys. Uh, no, I don't think they are. I might be wrong. Now, now suddenly there's people screaming at me, going, "You like that company?" If they did do that, I I don't know. Um, but I was I was really. I was I was happy to see where they went with it, and then it starts to come out. Oh, it's 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 not a sequel or a prequel. It's like set in a different universe. Like so, the other ones are out of continuity, and you know how that panned out. If you don't know, they then went on to never make another uh, Devil May Cry game in that series, and then they bought out Devil May Cry Five. So they completely scrapped and buried the head in the sand. Capcom did like oh DMC just just never existed. Don't worry about it. We're never going to do a sequel or prequel. Just just forget about it. But at least Capcom went okay. We've done four games. Maybe the 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 franchise and the formula's got a little bit stale. Let's try something new with a different developer and. You know what? I can't fault them for trying something different, which we don't tend to get with Pokemon. It's always, you know what you're getting. Uh, Legends of Arcus is probably the one time that we've had a completely different shot. It's, it's not even a mainstream game, unfortunately. It's basically a side game at this point. Um, but at least they tried something new, and I, I, I'd fault them a lot less if every generation we got something. And, you know, it was, it was a, you know, I'd rather have a big swing and a miss than... Okay, we're basically doing 90% of what we did last generation. We're going to introduce one new gimmick and remove one new gimmick, and you're going to be happy with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're right? talking about handing the franchise off. Sorry, just I know you wanted yes. to move on there. I could feel it. Um, <laughs> first thing I'm going to say, no, it, it's Team Ninja I was thinking of. I just Googled Ninja Theory, and their mm. Wikipedia page right at the top says, not to be confused with Team Ninja, a.k.a. the boob jiggle guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like, they obviously have handed off the franchise a couple of times now. They've given it to Capcom, who did... Was it Capcom who did um, Pokken and Snap? Oh, I don't I did the, I don't think they did Snap, but they might have done Pokken, thinking about it. Which, okay. which I maintain is a good Sorry. game. Namco. Oh, I, I like that game. I'm, I'm, I like the, the battling. Like If you're going to get a Pokemon battling system as close to the anime as you can, that's, that's probably it, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, and Bandai, Bandai did them both. Bandai did Namco. Ah. Uh, Bandai Namco did yes. Snap and Pokemon. Oh, okay, okay. Which again, great looking games. Yes, the animations are on point. The models mm. look fantastic. The graphics are there. Granted, it's not a big open world game, and mm. much mm. in the same way as I've argued no. against like uh, Battle Revolutions looking amazing back in the day. It's like yes, but all all it is is just battling. Like there's not yes. a lot else going on. So mm. yes, mm. the graphics can be better. Um, poor Ilka, man. Poor Ilka, who what? were brought in to be oh. the first company outside of Game Freak to make a mainline Pokemon game. Oh, and I don't yes. know if they were just cut the hamstrings and told, yes. no, you need to make this game. Because have you seen the um, production artwork for it? No. So oh, they they designed like going. big cities with Pokemon oh. roaming around in them and stuff like that. And that was the game they wanted to make. And apparently very late into the development, uh, this is allegedly, allegedly very late into development. They were all told, no, no, you're going to make this game. We're talking about BDSP here, right? Yes, we are talking about right, BDSP. Okay. So like I can, <laughs> which is infuriating because I can, under, because Game Freak, for those of you who don't know, basically what happened is they wanted to, they, they were tied. They they needed to make the Gen 4 remakes, but they also wanted to, to do Legends Arceus and they they couldn't do both. So they handed, they handed off the remakes to an, another company and they did Legends Arceus. And which, which makes sense. I get why they did that. And, you know, we get to experience both. Fantastic. But ultimately, where else did people think the BDSP remakes were going to go? Because there was no way they could they the company, the, the Game Freak and Nintendo and Pokemon could allow that game to come out and just blow all the other gens out of the water and fix a load of the issues that fans had. Because then, then the issue then becomes, why aren't you doing this every generation? And then Gen Nine, Gen Nine, the trailer for that comes out, and it's like, wait, what's happened? We we've gone back. All the issues that were in Gen Eight that that were that were fixed with the remakes are now back because the the remakes typically take all the best features of the of the pre of the you know the current or previous gen and bring it to a modern standard. And we didn't get that with BDSP. What we basically got is it wasn't even a, a remake. It's basically a remaster with with yeah. you know the un, the underground slapped onto on top of it. That that's all we got. And it, and I can't help but feel sorry for that company because they they when they got contacted and they probably had to bid and all this stuff and they were like oh my god we're making a Pokemon game like this is going to be amazing to then get told now nah, wind it in wind it in you can't all those all those amazing features that you know and you you've probably got developers there that that have grown up with Pokemon or their children love Pokemon or you know they will know what Pokemon is and the way that would look on your CV would be amazing to then be told yeah no you've just got to make a really really boring game and that's ultimately what bdsp is it's just a boring game yeah i agree and if going back to the original point if they are going to hand it off and someone else is going to have a go it's kind of got to be a fresh start it's it can't be a in-between game otherwise we're going to have the same issue where you've got two companies working on two different pokemon games and one of the whichever one's better is going to get held back because they can't afford to make the Pokemon and a company and Game Freak um, look bad, unfortunately. Um, just just to wrap this up before we move on, um, the first Sword and Shield DLC came out seven months after the main game, so there's still hope. 
that we might get a Legends Arceus DLC. I mean, probably not, but there's hope. Probably, uh, what, seven months is pretty much bang on. Well, no. When's November? November is the 10th? 11th. 11th. It's the 11th month. Came out when in January, right? Yeah, oh, okay. We, we, can maybe, maybe, we can maybe fit maybe. that in. Give us two months of something to play before the new games come out. Well, it, it, it would make sense if you released it. Oh, okay, like if you were like, right, okay. Gen 9 comes out in one month to tide you over Legends Arceus DLC. And guess what? The Legends Arceus were actually going to travel on a boat to the new region. And you get to explore a little bit of that region in the past. Like, surely that's the best tie-in, right? You, ca- you catch a, a, a Pokemon that's only available in that DLC. Oh, you, that's, you want that Pokemon? Well, you need to buy the DLC and then you can put... That sounds like something like Game Freak would do something. That sounds bit, like the kind of thing they would do, yeah. Yeah, right. so I'm a bit amazed why, why we've not done that. Anyway, um, should we move on to Pokemon Journeys? Let's do it. We waffled on there for an hour. Okay, yeah, let's move Ooh, on. Let's move on. Right, okay. So, as always, we're going to recap three episodes. We hope you are watching along with us. Episode 14, Raid Battle in the Ruins. Um... Definitely another filler episode, right? You reckon? So, I think it what it does help to flesh out the characters a little bit more, but it, I don't know why it just felt like it, a, a, even though it might not have been a filler. Because I've got quite a lot of notes and like looking at, it, I'm like, okay, I can I can understand elements of this and why why it would be useful moving forward, but it still felt like a filler episode to me, and I don't know why. I mean, go caught a giant. Go, go lurk. Like, yes. it can be a filler. Oh, maybe. Well, does that go lurk come back in the future? I mean, it, you see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It, okay. it sits in the garden and you're like, oh, look, there's that go lurk they caught. It's Wasn't there. That cool? It's there. Um, so, yeah, so I... I do like this episode. I was just watching this episode and I, there wasn't anything that grabbed me about it, unfortunately, even though there's so much in it and I don't know... I don't. Maybe I was just watching it at the wrong time. Maybe. Well, to be fair to you, I watched this at like four in the morning. So right. maybe, maybe I was in a much like your <laughs> mood than you were. Maybe I, got, I literally didn't even have a word for the emotion. You know those no, moments where you're no. so tired, you're like, <laughs> yeah, but, okay. But despite that, I had, I had like, despite what I said, I had a lo- I've made a load of notes. Apparently, I've been, I've been pronouncing you over wrong. Unova. U- Unova is how you're supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, no, Unova. it's Unova. It's always right. going to be Unova. Right, okay. Is that something that they just changed for the anime for some reason? Or I don't know. No, I think uh. it's always been the Unova region, but it, it sounds weird as a soft O to me. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it, it, it was the first thing when they said it. I was like, wait, what? It proper took me out. Maybe that's where it started. Maybe that's where my hate for this episode comes from. Um... Apparently, Metasite can use floating psychic powers, and I always forget that Pokemon is part psychic. <laughs> it's I, just I, straight a fighting type. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I always f- forget about it. There's nothing about its design that makes me think, oh, it's psychic as as, as well. I will say this episode, you're talking about Unova. So they go to the Unova region. They don't mm. really have a reason to go there. Like, they find out about the ruins once they're there. Yeah, why do they go there, thinking about? Why did, did did they know about the ruins? I don't know. I, now I, I can't because it's been a while since I've watched it. It's been the best part of about a week since I watched this, so I can't. I I I don't I don't know <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't know why they go there. Um, but 
like it was great to see the Dormanitan statues, but just so I'm clear, I, like I, I didn't miss this. The Dormanitan statue turned into an actual Pokemon, right? So they're not Dormanitan statues. Oh, what it's are Dormanitan Zen mode? Oh, okay. So Dormanitan has an ability where, which is called Zen mode, which is when mm. it hits half health or so, it yes. becomes a fire psychic type. Right. Okay. So that's what's happening there. Yes. Okay, right. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Um one thing I did like is the mix of different Pokemon. So we had Pokemon from Gen 1, Gen 3, Gen 5, and Gen 8. I really like it's so good seeing all these different Pokemon from different generations and regions in one in one episode. I love that. And apparently Go isn't going to stop until he's caught every Pokemon in existence, is he? No, 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 no. This, not this at guy's all. this guy's just uh, just a, a machine. And the um that Darmanitan takes it to the face. And I remember watching it because, like, they 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 avoid the overheat, and yes. Go just launches a ball, and the <laughs> the face of this Darmanitan is like, oh, "What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Ow!" Oh, there's parts like that with the humor that I I do like unintentional humor. I I always do enjoy. I tell you what, I didn't enjoy the Cofagrigus. Oh, gross. Why do they walk? Like, I know she explained, like, the, the, the lady explains, well, you can tell it's got something inside it because it's lower to the ground. But normally they float, right? I have no idea. Like, they've always had the arms. Yes. We, we've yeah, seen them yeah, with the arms, yeah. with the two arms. I don't think we've ever seen, at least in-game, them have legs. No. Yeah, you're right. They just float, and they've got they two arms. They just float. Yeah. So it's... It's stuff like this that uh, maybe that maybe it was all the little things in this episode that that built up for me to the point where I was like, oh, maybe maybe that's why I don't I don't like because like they say it's a raid battle, but it's not. It's more of a let's ambush this Pokemon in a darkened corner and beat it into <laughs> submission. That's not my idea of a raid battle at all. Although I, I do want to say, because they fight this giant Golurk and then it breaks the wall and they find like the gold empire. Do they get a cut of that? I well, for me, I'd probably say for me, I'd lock them up and go. You went into a national, like, historical monument and trashed the place. <laughs> actually, it where, wasn't us. It was the it, defender they put in place to stop anyone like us going in there. Actually, um, yeah. At which it point tried to turn like, into a cannon and shoot us, and yeah. it was going to blow everybody up. So uh, we decided to blow it up instead. Yeah, and, and which which like okay, that makes sense. But um, why didn't you just leave? You 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 could have just left. You do know that, right? You don't have to battle or catch every single Pokemon you come across. Sometimes you can just just leave. And I tell you, one thing I did like about this is is they just kept this po this episode just kept introducing more and more trainers. When you thought we're done introducing trainers, because we get the ranger, we get uh -huh. the hiker. We get the shiny hunter. The shiny hunter. What did you think? So I, I love that. I love the fact that like when he, because after our discussion last week about me saying I want to complete shiny decks, like this guy's frustration about having a, like they've mentioned multiple times that, oh, you, your Pokedex is a bit empty or you haven't got a load of Pokemon. Yeah, because shiny Pokemon are, are so rare. And this, this guy is that dedicated that he's seen, I think, three three shinies, I think he's seen in his yep. So at least we get to see three shinies. I absolutely love that. I love the fact that when they bring a shiny into the anime, because it's not as... 
common is in the game because in the games now shinies are just common as anything because like the amount of online battles and stuff or videos on youtube and it's always like i've got a shine it's like yeah haven't, haven't we all but in the anime see it's quite still quite rare isn't it mm-hmm. um so seeing this guy just be like you know a side up comes out and i'm staring at the screen going that's shiny or is it just like really dark and where they are and then like when they bring out it's a shiny i'm like oh my god and the, the way this guy is I just absolutely love how how he is it's, it's brilliant but can i, don't I, can trust- I just point god. out the shade yes. that they're throwing though by yes. naming him shame wait did i miss that his did name's name- shame shame the shiny hunter so not shane it's shame shame s-h-a-m-e <laughs> Oh, Shame the shiny hunter. Oh, this guy has a dream and everyone's just absolutely dunking on him. Poor, poor person. Oh, I didn't trust the ranger. I don't know about you. Eh, they don't come back. That was a one-off Pokemon. Oh, really? Character. Yeah. Oh, right. Like, the more that episode's going on, the more I was thinking, this ranger's going to betray them or something last minute. This is going to become a recurring character. And it just doesn't... Like it, the ranger even gives them like several looks in the episode. I'm like, oh, 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 this person. I'm telling you now. And like, apparently, I was sensing danger where there was none. Oh, okay. According to oh, according to Bulbapedia, it is Shane, not Shame. But mm. I I was watching it on Netflix with the subtitles on it. It 100 said Shame. That I think that goes back to what I said last week about when uh, Pikachu used um, was it G Max Bum Rush? I was thinking it was or whatever. It was. <laughs> like on, honestly, I think on on I don't think they're as clear as they can be on Like some of the actors when when they're doing the the the, the talking, I don't think they, they're as clear as they can be. Unfortunately, for whatever reason. But um, have you got anything else for this episode? Uh, Pikachu gets a smack to the face that looked horrendously painful. Oh, what was that from? I'm trying. To he, the Golurk like punches it square on in the face, and he lands in Ash's hand. He's just got a huge red mark on his face, Ooh. and I was like, Ah, that's gonna come keen. Like, Ow. do do Pokemon get? And I, I know that in the anime, like they get scratches and and stuff like that. You can see when when they've been in a battle, but do they get like bruises? No, I, we've never we've never seen them get a bruise. Right, okay. So Pikachu's fine then. So you can take a massive smack to the face and all it gets is a little bit of a, a, a scuff. Yeah. Okay. Right, should we move on to episode 15, A Snowy Day for Searching? Did you prefer this one? I did prefer this one. Um, so is Go the first person to have it, ha- other, than, other than Gen 3, to have a dad? Because um, most of the protagonists, they have a mum. Other mom. than Gen 3. Actually, I don't know. They have I a mum, but, but they don't typically have a dad. So so Pokemon's officially broken now. Go, Go has an actual, you know... A, a, well, you know what it is? It's because Gen 3, I know that they move to the city. Uh, they move to the region to be closer to, um, to, to the gym where Norman's now working. But I always... I don't know why. I, I, I always considered... Gen 3's parents to be separated because you don't see them together. And, 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 and I get that, you, like, they, you do in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, do you? At the end of the post game, um, there's actually a whole bit where Norman comes home and you're having, they're having a chat with Professor Birch and his wife. Uh, oh, and there's your dad okay. and your mom sat there and they're having a chat. And then it's like, oh, isn't it wonderful that 
May and Brendan met each other. Oh, it's so wonderful. They're great together. Oh, they're out having a lovely not date at the space center. Oh, what should oh. we cook for our son, darling? Oh, his favorite, of course. Blah blah blah. And yeah, so they they do they do they're uh, they're okay. very much together. Oh, okay, right. That's fine. We're, we're good. Good to know that we can have mums and dads in in Pokemon. They can be together. Um, and Ash has a dad, Giovanni. <laughs> up, up for debate. He, he has been mentioned, I think, officially twice. That it. He's a once in like one of the. Yes, once in the uh-huh. very, very early episodes, he was noted to be a Pokemon trainer who went out on his own journey. And later on, I think it was the Zarud movie. That's that's, oh, wow. that's that's the that's time recent. gap we're talking about here. It was the first season, and then the Zarud movie, which came out recently. And Ash himself talks about his father. Oh wow! Right. Okay. Oh, why? Mm, interesting that we've never had had him in the in the series. Don't I, need him. I, we don't. We don't need him. That that. Yeah, it would be nice if like eventually it 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 was there as as more than just a you know a mention every now and again some kind of plot point to sort is it like you know i'm thinking of if you know ashy ashy's dad seen how far his son's progressed and being really proud of him because he left and he was never he, he was never as good as he wanted to be and his son is but um over, you would hope you would hope if he reaches like the world finals of the coronation series his yeah. dad would be there You'd, you'd like to think so in the, in the crowd. If, especially if he's a Pokemon trainer. Oh, yes. my son is about to become the best Pokemon trainer ever. I should probably yeah. t- I should probably show up for that one. Yeah, you should probably t- at least give him a call and go, yeah, I can't be there, but good luck. I believe in you, blah, blah, blah. It's just really, really weird. Anyway, um, Go has six monitors. Th- this guy has a better setup than me. I did think the exact same thing. I was like, damn, son. Like, where's, he, where's he getting this money from? Well, his parents designed Pokemon Go. I, I, Wait, what? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> yeah, they okay. they work for GoGo Developments and they're like game developers. I didn't know they're electric. Oh, what was the actual thing they said? They said oh, they were I developers can't. of some kind. Yes, um, but I can't remember what for what they did. But they did together. They did make a go. They did indeed. They <laughs> did indeed make a go. So, do you <laughs> think they named their company after their son or their son after their company? I. Mm, I would, because of the timeline shenanigans and no one seems to age, I'd say, oh, I'd probably say Go came first. Well, what I'd about certainly you? like to think it was that way around. Yeah, I'd be really you... annoyed if I was born and like, you know, it'd be like if Tim Cook named his son Apple. It's just yes. Like, <laughs> God, what are you doing, Dad? What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> um, This, um... It's a bit of a sad episode, actually, even though it isn't portrayed as that. But, like, Go's parents are so busy with the business that they, they basically neglect Go, who's, who's, what, 10, probably the same age as Ash. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't affect Go. Go just loves it, and he supports his parents, which is quite nice. Does it affect him? I think, mm. there's, a, I think there's a little hint. Like, oh, okay. Score Bunny looks at him going, Yes, I, 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 I don't that. think you're as okay with this as you're letting on. Yes. And, you know, that is why he inevitably takes the decision of, like, I'm going to leave the house in the freezing weather to go and deliver food to them. Because if they can't come to me, I want to see my parents. I'm going to go see my parents. And it's a little bit heartbreaking. 
Yeah, it, it, it is. Speaking of other heartbreaking things, Cubo never catches a break. No matter oh. what media or gen it's in, Cubo just has to be sad and they have to point out that his mum died. To be fair, they I was watching this one with a friend and they were like, oh, Cubone, this will be a sad episode then. I'm like, yes. yeah, they just throw yeah. him in there because they know it gets sympathy just like, immediately. How, it, it does. And I'm still amazed. Like, I don't... The, the more you think about Cubone, the more it just doesn't make sense because every Cubone is wearing a skull of its mother. But, like, does... does Yes, that, yes, like, it, 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 just, it brings up more questions than it yes, answers. It does, un- un- unfortunately, and, and, it, and it, I don't want to go, otherwise we're going to get r- just shoehorned into this, so I'm going to move on from the Cubone. Um, this this is another episode where the Pokemon calls a, a weird, like, Fero's Pokemon call, I've just got written here, is, ah, ah, <laughs> just what? And yet, they seem to understand these Pokemon yes! perfectly. <laughs> just like, What? And then later on, you get the whole thing like Firo's going, ah, ah, and it's like it comes up with a picture animating what it's saying. <laughs> and Ash turns around, he's like, well, I have no idea what it said, but I think it was something to do about the lake. I'm like, how did what? you get that much, but not know what it said? Oh, it's just a don't know. And they're talking to the manky, and it's like, what's that? You say you lost it. It's like, how? how? This is not Lassie here, for God's sake. How do you know what they're saying? I don't know. I don't know. For the rest of this series, we've needed Meowth to translate. That is a standard. Yes, yes. We have put that in there now. You need Meowth to translate that. We get the Pokemon can all talk to each other, but humans can't talk to them, even though Pokemon can understand human speak. Humans. It just... It's, I wasn't annoyed. Weird. I was just no. a little bit confused. Yes. Um, the only point I've got is um, at the end when when this the, when the parents see the children flying on a Pokemon as a, as a dad that would absolutely terrify me. I, I, <laughs> like you are you are riding on wild Pokemon. Like not no wild, no get down. Would you would you not let your daughter ride on a Dragonite? Is that what I'm hearing? It, 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 I, there'd have to be a lot of conversations first to, to, to figure <laughs> out who the Dragonite belonged to, how it was raised, what its temperament is like. Not just, you know, it, you know, a stranger coming up and going, your kid want to ride my Dragonite. Like, no, get away, <laughs> you psycho. What, what are you doing? Can I say uh, as well, the one thing, I, yeah. uh, another thing I love about this episode, Ash is just, it's just the best. Yes. He really just is. Nice. And, it's, and it's even brought up at the end of like, Wait, you came all the way here yeah. just to give this to me because you thought I might need it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it's, you did. It's it's that's such an ash thing to do. It is. It's adorable to the point where when Journeys is done and dusted, I I I'm I kind of want to keep go around. What they do, I don't know, but um I'd like to to keep go around. He's 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 a good foil for Ash. They work together as a duo. I I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, should we move on to episode 16, A Chilling Curse? What did you think of this? Chilling Curse. So this is Gengar coming back into the picture. Yeah. Um, oh, it's... Hmm. Oh, ifs, controversial. Ifs, 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 ifs and buts. Okay. It's a good episode. It's a fine but. episode. I like the but. idea that Gengar can curse its trainer. That was really yes. fun. yes. But. <laughs> but but it's just the Charmander story again. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you've Ash has found another Pokemon who was abandoned by its trainer, and it 
it would stay there forever because its trainer told yes. it to and he's going to teach it that actually that trainer's a big butthead and you should hang out with me because I'm not a butthead and it's like yeah we've done this yes I'm, I'm sorry can we not find other ways because they did it with at least to my knowledge they've done it with Charmander they did it with uh what's not Infernape the baby Infernape Monferno no Chimchar thank you I was like going backwards in my head they did it with they did the exact same story with Chimchar and I'm just like ugh come on there's better ways to do this yeah there's other uh, ways to do this yes now that you now that you've mentioned that um I think it's annoying really because now that you've mentioned that I've gone from it I really enjoyed this episode to okay that is actually an issue that like come up with a, a creative way to 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 deliver you know a new pokemon companion in a way that isn't oh this pokemon has just been abandoned i know it's slightly different because this one the trainer abandons it because it's cursed whereas charmander was because it was weak and 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 the uh, thing uh, is it was done better those times as well because you really hate charmander's trainer you really hate him because he's like <laughs> they're stupid charmander yes and it's like you're you're the worst yeah. I think it's Paul who gives up Chimchar, who, like, we all love to hate Paul. Mm. I, again, if you didn't watch the Diamond and Pearl series, Paul was so just I, the best I, rival. I didn't, but, like, I, I know enough about him to know what the community feels about him. So, like, again, you love to hate him. And then this guy is just like, eh, guess that wasn't a very nice thing you did. Yeah. yeah. Bye. And- and, and like this train, this trainer, I kind of get it. Like if I was cursed, I'd want to get away from that curse. Like I can, I can, I probably would have handled it in a different way, but I can understand his, his reasoning. Um, and I can also, all- I, I find, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I find Gengar's design really weird. Yeah. It does look strange. Doesn't it? I don't know. I can't understand why it just looks like, it's too round, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It it uh, it ultimately does depend on whoever the artist is, but it does. Gengar's one of them that it always it always always felt different than the game. Like the 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 how it's presented in game just doesn't match how it's presented in the anime. And I, and I I looked up the the images from um from uh the very first season when Ash um encountered the Gengar in the in the tower, and even then it looks the same as this, but it looks different than how it does in the games yeah i don't know maybe it's maybe the purple is too vibrant maybe i especially freaks Mm. me out when it puts its sad face on and its grin just turns upside down i'm like that doesn't look right (laughs) oh it just there's something about the design of gengar maybe it's the art style or something that just like maybe a big fan um no i the the um one of the other notes I've got here is uh, I love that the professor wanted to move into a haunted building because I've never seen that. I've never actually seen that before. He's just like, yeah, just wait to see like things move around. I'm like, okay. Oh, he's like, hey, I'll ignore it and it'll end. All yeah, right, cool. May, maybe, t- maybe tell your employees about it just so they're aware. Um, that'd be nice. Um, so that Gengar's been there a while then. Yeah, no, it's been there three years at least. I think is what it was stated. Wow, and and yeah, we it, we've only seen it twice in sixteen years. So obviously, it was it was chill. He was chilled out for a lot of that. Just uh, yeah, it was. It's it's blamed on Ash and Go for bringing so many Pokemon back to the lab. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. I missed that. Okay, I, I like that actually. That makes sense. Um, 
I love the Ghostbusters reference of using a Hoover to suck yes. up Gengar. But it does raise a question. Why is that not allowed or looked down upon, but a Pokeball is okay? So, right. So I thought about this exact same thing. And also I'm going to point out, I don't think it was a Ghostbusters reference. I think it was a Luigi's Mansion reference, but there you go. Uh, uh, fellow point, Nintendo. Yes. Okay, yes. Fellow Nintendo product. I think the difference is a Pokeball, other than Master Ball, which could be construed as evil in and of itself, Team Rocket maybe funded the production of it. Anyway, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Pokeballs give a Pokemon a choice. And that's the difference. Okay, okay. So you consider, that's why Team Rocket don't usually use Pokeballs. They'll usually use some contraption, Mm. some kind of device that will contain the Pokemon and stop it moving and hold it in place. Yes. Which arguably is what a Pokeball does, but Pokemon can break out of a Pokeball. Yes. Okay. You know, the whole reason you battle them So there's an argument of like, are you battling them to weaken them so that they can't break out as easily? That doesn't that doesn't feel great. That doesn't sit right with me. Mm. Uh, my my thought of it was always you're battling a Pokemon so that you can earn their respect. Yes. Okay. And it's like a trial by fire, and then they'll go, okay, actually, yeah, you fought well. I I could get better by going with you. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 up in the air. It's open for interpretation. I think it is. When you put it that way, though, it does make sense because like you you typically don't catch. Pokemon straight away. You throw unless it's a critical capture. Typically, it shakes at least once. And like you said, it is the Pokemon thinking, "Oh, is this person you know worthy of marriage?" Like those three shakes. Even though it's not long for us, for the Pokemon, it's probably a lot of things going through its head, thinking, "Do I want to go with this person? Will I? Be, can I trust this person? Um, it, you know, is this person a good trainer?" Blah blah blah. So it do, now, yeah, it does make sense when you put it that way that. When you catch, when Team Rocket catch them, they don't have a choice. And at least with a Pokeball, there is a choice. I, I, and realistically, I we've seen as well in the anime that even if you catch a Pokemon in a Pokeball and it's yours, technically, it can still break out. It can just be like, I don't want to be in here. Wobbuffet yeah, P- breaks yeah, out. Pikachu yeah, breaks does, out. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, I don't want to be in this ball. Bye. Mm. What? Um, but it jiggled uh, three times and then stars y- came out. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> different, di- different media, different, uh, different rules. Um, Ash caught a Gengar. This is one that I did actually know he was going to get the Gengar at some okay. point. Um, that was one of the things that was spoiled to me a long time before we even talked about starting a podcast. Um, I, I, I knew that he, he, he caught a Gengar. So I think I didn't want to bring this up last time, but la- the last episode of Gengar in, I, I was thinking, oh, this is this is when he gets the Gengar, and I was a bit surprised when he didn't get the Gengar. So coming into this episode. I was kind of like, oh, maybe Gengar's like a recurring character and it takes a while for him, but obviously he catches it in, in this episode. So Ash is starting to get a bit of a powerhouse of a team here. He's got what? The Dragonite, his Pikachu, and his Gengar. Yes, that's not looking bad. Good. Looking like a good team, isn't it? It's not very, very <laughs> Gen 1 heavy at the moment, but it's it's good to see that... Because t- like, you, like you said like in, in the past, typically whenever he does go on these adventures, it's always, he gets the regional bird. He gets at least one of the starters of that region. And you can kind of guess each, you know, each anime, even though I've not watched a lot. Yeah, I could probably, I could probably guess what some of his Pokemon are if you quiz me for each anime. And I'd probably get a handful of them right. But as if coming into this, you'd gone, you know, what, what team do you think Ash is going to get? And I'd go, well, he's, he's probably going to get one of the star Pokemon. He's probably going to get a, a Squavet or something like that. And, and no, n- nope. none of them. 
Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what the rest of his his team. I still think he'll get a starter though from from the from the Galar region. I've just got this feeling that he'll get one. Uh, but you know, no we'll, comment. We'll, but this is no this comments. is okay. actually one of Ash's most stacked teams ever. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Then this is going to be interesting. It'll be interesting as well when it when it comes around to you know when he finally does take on Leon. Does he use the team that he's caught through this season, or does he go right? Okay, this is a big fight. Do I maybe you know have a look at the Pokemon I've caught in the past, and is there some that I could potentially bring back? Thinking about like the Charizard and the Greninja, two of his you know powerhouses um, that he's that he used in the past. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. It will be interesting. I will say nothing. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Right, so it is difficult not going ahead and watching more of them because I kind of want to get to the big battles now. Um, right, are you ready once more, Connor, to try and get that perfect score of three? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, I'm losing all hope. <laughs> the, you'll get there one day. You'll get there one day. And, and you know what? The longer this lost streak, the better it will feel when you finally get all three. And this week might be the week. So for those of you who don't know, in front of me, I have three Pokemon with three Pokedex entries each. But Connor has to guess the, the fake entry. So are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, let's start with... I love every week you get a bit more... You know, you start you're like, let's do it to... Let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Come on, just get on <laughs> okay, with it. Just bring the torch, sure. Okay, the first Pokemon is Ghastly. So uh, Pokedex entry number one. Almost invisible, this gaseous Pokemon, I've probably butchered that, uh, cloaks the target and puts it to sleep without notice. Entry number two, a being that exists as a thin gas. It can topple an Indian elephant by enveloping the prey in two seconds. And the third and final one, made up of 99% gas, this Pokemon is capable of passing through solid objects. Um... So I will be very, I will be very impressed if you have thrown such a curveball as to go. I'm going to include an Indian elephant reference, and maybe he thinks it's a Gen One. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. I, I, I don't think you've done that, but I'm going to be very impressed if you have. Um, I'm going to go with number three. Oh, okay. So the Indian elephant is actually a Gen One Pokedex entry. Okay. Um, so well done. You're right. It, 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 it was uh, was entry number three. So you've already got one point on the board. All right. Perfect score well, so far. Can we just yes, stop now? Yes, yes, yes. No. <laughs> you have Damn to it. go for all three, I'm afraid. <laughs> nice try, though. I can, I can, I can, I can understand. Um, so uh, the second Pokemon is Haunter. So the first Pokemon entry. If a Haunter beckons you while it, while it is floating in darkness, don't approach it. This Pokemon will try to lick you with its tongue and steal your life away. Pokedex entry number two. If you're walking through an abandoned building and feel a tap on your shoulder, it is sure to be a haunter playing tricks on you. And the third and final Pokedex entry. On a moonless night, oh, on moonless nights even, haunter searches for someone to curse, so it's best not to go out walking around. That didn't feel right. The last one. But is that because of the way I delivered it? Because I did kind Uh, of muck that up. Maybe. Maybe. Um, oh, it's, this is a hard one. Um, I was leaning to, well, all of them sound relatively fake, or yes. at least they could be. Mm-hmm. One of them is fake. Um, let's go with the first one. No, I'm afraid it's the second one. 
Yeah, so okay. about tapping, tapping you on, on the, the shoulder. shoulder, yeah, playing tricks on you. Unfortunately, uh, I'm I'm amazed that wasn't an actual Pokedex because sometimes it's really difficult. Because I, I find a Pokemon, I try to come up with one, and then I look down, and I'm like, oh, that pretty much is exactly what is you know, said one there. Of the actually, yeah. So I have to, I have to kind of sometimes have to, I do one and then I have to work backwards and go, oh, I need to change it. Uh, so the third and final Pokemon is Gengar. Gengar? Gengar! <laughs> if you spot a shadow, suddenly shift. It's a sure sign. Oh, that's a that's a tongue teaser. That a Gengar is lurking, waiting for an opportunity to place a curse on you. The second Pokedex entry. Should you feel yourself attacked by a sudden chill, it is evidence of an approaching Gengar. There is no escaping it. Give up. Oof. Oh, and the third and final one. Possess these potential victim's shadows in an effort to steal away the victim's lives. If your shadow begins to laugh, you must take hold of a protective charm post-haste. What? Yeah, this game, like, this is probably my best best one yet, because just looking at it, I'm like, all of them sound so fake. Like, the second and the third one are certainly the most detailed, but... But, like, the, the second one is about there's no escaping it, give up. And the third one's about a protective charm and says post-haste. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to go with the third one. The third one. So, uh, no, unfortunately, it is the first one. Of course it was. The, yeah. the one that I was like had the least detail. <laughs> yeah. Like I was really amazed. Like looking at the Pokedex entries for the for, for these three Pokemon, I was I was a little bit amazed, to be honest with you, that so much so many of their Pokedex entries just don't seem real. And the only thing I can think of is because they're ghost Pokemon, and maybe that has something to do with it. They get to go ham with the ghosts. Yes. They get to go and go like, ha, now I get to write a spooky story. <laughs> yeah, I bet they loved writing those ones, which is Fantastic. Right, so only one out of three, but at least it wasn't a zero, and we'll be back again next week um, to, to for Connor to give it another go. Fills me with so much confidence. At least it wasn't a zero. Wait. <laughs> oh. So we've we've got a couple of questions, but uh, let's just do one simply because of the, the time. So uh, this one comes from Rising Phoenix, who has, has written in before. What's your favorite Pokemon game that's not from the mainline series? pinball oh i the pokemon yellow pinball yeah oh I, so i've got it i've never played it I, I bought it for like 20 quid it's still in its like cardboard box and everything it's in like really good condition but I, i've never is it is it good it is but i wouldn't open that if it's in really good condition and in no, the box I'm not. so it's so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna get graded at some point because i'm i was amazed when i found it on i think it was facebook marketplace and i just saw it and i was like I can't pass that up. Like, I've got to buy it just so it sits on, on the shelf, as does everything. If ever anyone's ever seen my background, it's just a load of you know, geeky merch, which I, I, I love. So what what is he? Did, did you play this growing up then? I played, yeah, I played the first pinball one growing up. I saw a very short kind of like video essay yeah. about the Ruby and Sapphire era version of pinball as well, mm. which, which just brought back so much nostalgia. I'm like, these are really good games. Like it's just pinball, but the idea that you can—they went, ah, oh, what, 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 what has Pokeball? What has Pokemon got? Pokeballs, Pokeballs, yeah. pinball. We'll throw all these. We'll, th we'll throw the pinball up as a Pokeball, or sorry, throw the Pokeball up as a pinball, and then you got to hit the Pokemon a couple of times, and then you can finally catch it. It's just, 
It's a cool implementation, and I really liked oh, it. And it was so you fun. still have to you still have to catch the Pokemon in it. Yeah, that's that's oh. the point. You you catch all the Pokemon all the way through. You complete the Pokedex, and then you fight Mewtwo at the end. Oh, that is oh my god, that's really good. I love that. That's they're really so fun cool. games. I yeah. really recommend them. But oh, don't wow. open that copy, please. No, no, I'm I'm gonna keep it there and get it sent off. Um, so for me, I haven't really played a lot of the the Pokemon games outside of the mainline um series. I've played um. Oh, um, Gale of Darkness, I think it's, it is. Um, so yeah, which is the sequel to Coliseum. Ah, so I've never played Coliseum. That's, if, it's, if this was the question of what game do I really want to play, it would be Coliseum. I've been wanting to play that for a long time. Um, I recently played the original Snap uh, again after not playing it for many, many years. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit, left a little bit disappointed. My, my nostalgia was quite heavy for, for that until I played it. I was like... Oh, okay. This uh, isn't this isn't as great as I remembered as a kid. It's a really short game. It's still quirky, and I do like that. So I'm going to actually say Pokemon Stadium simply because I haven't played that s- since I was a kid, and I've got a lot of nostalgia for it. And I do want to one day go back and 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 play it. And I would love, I would love to get an N64, get Pokemon Stadium, play through Pokemon Yellow on on, on the actual. Um, the actual cartridge that I've got and then plug it in like I did when I was a kid. So I transfer over the Pokemon and I get to bring the 2D Pokemon that I've got into a 3D environment. I'd, I'd love to do that again. So I'm still on the hopes that someday, someday soon, hopefully, mm. they will bring the Game Boy games of Pokemon to Nintendo Switch. Yes. They'll have oh, a Game Boy amazing. emulator on there. Yes. <coughs> oh. Sorry, muting, muting okay? things. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're just we're just messing up my mixer. My hope is that they will then include on the N64 emulator Pokemon mm. Coliseum, and you'll be able to trade oh. between the two yes. on your own system. Oh, that would just be amazing! And and they've 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 not done that, but they've done something similar where you could on the 3DS you could buy, I think it was Gen One and Gen Two, and you could transfer them to Pokemon Bank. Yeah, um, which was I think the first time that you've ever been able to transfer Pokemon from Gen One and Gen Two into later, later gens. And again, that is another thing with 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 Game Freak and the Pokemon Company is why have we not got these game these old games available on the Switch? Because it's handheld as well, which means it's perfect. Like mm-hmm. just being able to undock it and you know playing, you know Ruby on the switch like it's it, and because it's pixels you can blow it up and it doesn't dis distort or anything like that i'm w- w- and i will we- say oh. like nintendo have been caught previously ripping an emulator and ripping roms from online and oh, selling them to people yeah no they got caught no. doing it i can't remember what the game was but hey it's their games they're technically okay to do that yeah technically a bit of a probably not as black and white as as it, it could be but like they did own the original game i guess and and legally so does like belong these, to them. these things are already out there just just give them to me i'll pay another 30 quid for yellow again i don't care oh, yeah yeah i would if i could just whack it on me my console because like i don't like playing even though i do it on youtube I don't like playing Pokemon games on my computer. I do like to be able to sit there handheld and 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 enjoy them when I do play them. And and the closest I've I've got to playing the old games on handheld is um you know basically tricking the iPhone into opening up like a Google document which is actually the game and it plays on an emulator and it's all all randomized and everything. But it looks really good on mobile phones still. 
So I'd imagine it, it'd look really good on, on the Switch if they could eventually do that, but there's your answer. Anyway, um, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com. So, uh, nearing the end of the podcast, Connor, uh, what have you got going on at the moment? At the moment, I am still working on that video I talked about last week. Check out last week's episode if you want to know what I'm talking about there. Uh, I am also working on a new script for a video that maybe will come out soon, maybe won't. Trailers and things like that take priority. Um, But I am currently working on a video about Unknown and how it is uh, basically the angel of Arceus. Oh... Oh, okay. Does that tie in with the one of the films by any chance? It ties in with a lot of things. Okay, interesting. Um, what have I got going on? I've um, I'm working on something that I discussed, I think, two weeks ago. So go back to that podcast. Um, I'm finally pulling together the video. Um, that is, uh, what's the worst team to take on Brock with in um in Pokemon Yellow? It is actually impossible. I've tried to beat him with this team. Uh, it, it's not happening without some serious RNG manipulation. Really? Um, so yeah, so I'm hoping that comes out soon. And I uh, just yesterday is time of recording. So it, by the time this goes live, there'll be three episodes out of uh, my Cage Lock series with uh, Tommy Lou. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we basically we battle at the end of every gym, and whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Uh, one thing I'm loving about this is it's Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which is still probably my favorite pokemon game um maybe legends arceus but um but there's also custom forms as well and these custom forms are done in a really tasteful way they actually feel like they could could belong and i really like it so um, that's it uh, it's caught you out a couple of times though haven't they yeah because you're like oh this pokemon's white surely it's an ice type pokemon and then it whips out like a fire type movie like oh okay i'm dead right fantastic uh there's been a couple <laughs> of times where that how and obviously you you'll i don't know if you've watched episode one but the, we're up to episode 12 in terms of recording we haven't edited them all yet and there's been there's been deaths on both sides from pokemon that we think oh that that pokemon is obviously a type of Pokemon, and then it throws out a move that just one shots you because you're not aware of what typing it is, and you're just kind of you're scrambling by that point because you're still not sure what typing it is, what moves it's got. It's, it's fantastic. I, I'm absolutely loving the series at the moment. Um, and that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Uh, Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter or it's a little, 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 little. let's try that one again. You can yeah. find me on YouTube at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. Perfect. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoeing on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. As for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on all the usual platforms. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like if you're listening on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Con Pokemon Podcast content. See ya! I wanted to do it. Oh, you just edit me out of it. I'm gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh...